Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, which is a podcast about the pandemic and related things. My name is Tom, and I'm not an expert on any topic of, of any kind. Hi, welcome one more time, just for good measure. Uh, my name is Rat, and I'm also not an expert on the global coronavirus pandemic. Yeah, as we are recording, it is February 7th, Sunday, February 7th, 2021, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> getting ready for the big game, getting getting hyped, getting ready to watch the the one football team play against that other one. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Are you prepped? Are you in the zone, the end zone? <laughs> um, I'm definitely in a zone. Um, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> did you did you do anything different this weekend in acknowledgement of uh, Super Bowl? No, I realized today that it was happening this year. <laughs> I realized uh, when my family were um, doing our online grocery shopping and uh, Wegmans had a suspicious number of like coupons for snack foods. Mm. So um, that led me to investigate whether or not it was the Super Bowl this weekend. And it is. Yeah. Seems like a weird thing to do. To have a, have a Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> really does. I think I've mentioned before that. Um, I follow the Iditarod a little bit. They're also doing the Iditarod this year, but with much more restrictions. So I don't know what Super Bowl is doing, but like, feels weird. (laughs) I believe last year what Super Bowl did was they killed Mr. Peanut. (laughs) That's that's right. That's the main thing I remember from last year. That's that's what they've contributed. Um, He's alive again, though. That's good. Yeah. So at least we have him. More than... 400,000 Americans have died. Was it connected to uh, the life and death of Mr. Peanut? Who knows? I but, can um, only assume. Yeah. yeah. We have to <laughs> we have to investigate carefully. Oh, I just checked. It's uh, 462,000 Americans have died. That's more than I thought it was. Yeah, not great. I haven't, I haven't been keeping track of the number on a day-to-day basis like I used to. The number of new cases per day is going down, though. Which is good. Yeah, the the new the new number that I'm obsessed with is the percentage of Americans that have been vaccinated, mm. and that number mm. is nine point nine point five. Okay, nine point five percent of Americans have have received at least one dose of the coronavirus vaccine. Um, the the two currently available coronavirus vaccines require two doses, so only two point eight percent are fully vaccinated, but nine point five percent have had at least one dose. Mm. Is that a good number? Do we like? Nine percent. I don't know. I think I think it's not as fast as they had hoped for it to be. But when I look at that number, nine point five percent, I think you know that's actually kind of a lot. That's like a lot of people for anything to happen to. The fact that nine point five percent of Americans have undergone any single experience means that like oh, a lot of people have. That's happened to a lot of people. So yeah, I don't know. I I I find that like I was looking a couple days ago and it was nine point one. So it's like oh, we're we're making some some progress. Yeah, that's something. I. Yeah, I have, I have nothing smart to say about <laughs> vaccines. I, I One thing I have noticed, so I just got my first, like, COVID, what's the one that's not a vaccine? The test. one where you're a test. Yes. Yeah. I just took my first COVID test, and I was thinking about how, like, I'm not sure how low the supply is for COVID tests, but, like, those are much, much more widely available than when it was, like, even even to get a test, you have to – they're trying to save them. So, you know, yeah. that's more widely available. Um, and it is now, like, able to be a, like, drive-through thing, not in a horrendously long line. So soon, <laughs> uh, hopefully, that will be what it's like to get a vaccine where it's something 
people can just, without thinking, very easily bring into their lives. Yeah, I don't know if it's ever going to be... Well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to be that way within the next, like, six months. Yeah. But... But in a year... I kind of want it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Want it, gotta have it. Yeah, it's the hot new thing everyone's got to (laughs) have. Anyhow, how have you been? I've been doing all right. Uh, A lot of of stuff going on. What is the word? Things are starting. So I um, started my English course and um, also went for training to be a mail carrier. And um, the English course is online, which is an interesting dynamic. And the mail carrier training was in-person training, which is also a dynamic. Uh, so it's been interesting navigating those uh, two different things. Yeah, I too have started classes and I decided to drop one of them. I was planning mm-hmm. on taking two for the semester as I have done each semester so far. But I realized at a certain point, I realized after the first week of classes that I really don't want to do two. I just want to do one. So <laughs> I'm only doing one for now. I feel like that's enough. Yeah. Yeah, well, you uh, you received some of my, like, at the beginning of, was it even this week or last week? I was very, very stressed mm. <laughs> um, and trying to, like, what can I cut down on? Uh, because everything is starting and uncertain. So I encourage it. <laughs> Drop a class if it's going to add not enough value and add too much stress. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it will, of course, mean that I will graduate um later Mm -hmm. than I otherwise would. And the class I dropped, I don't know when it's next going to be offered. It might not be offered until the January semester next year. So it might delay my graduation by quite some time, Mm -hmm. but I don't really care that much. (laughs) I I, I feel like right now I don't want to be taking two courses. I think the main, the main thing is that like both of the courses that I had initially signed up for were evening courses, one on Tuesday, one on Wednesday, and both of them were 7.30 to 10 p.m. God. Yeah, that's not fun. That's not fun. Sorry. Yeah. And I had done that same schedule last semester. Um, and having those two classes on consecutive nights was just a real bummer for me. Yeah. If it had been like one on Tuesday and one on Thursday, that might not have been as difficult. But one on Tuesday and one on Wednesday was just just too much. So my Tuesdays are now, now free. They're now free for me to do whatever I will with them. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I this is my first time doing an online course that is, um, as they say in the university lingo, online synchronous. And I don't it's not what I would have loved (laughs) to have most in my life, but it is the course I need to graduate. I've taken online asynchronous courses where it's just like anytime you want to do the stuff for that course during the week as long as you get it all done by the end of the week you're good as opposed to online but you have very set times you need to all be doing stuff together in a zoom call yeah it's a lot more taxing yeah yeah i have um my my courses have generally been synchronous and i i wish they weren't because i feel like i do much better when i can manage that myself when I can work twice as hard one week and then slack off the next or whatever, mm-hmm. um, when I'm not not beholden to to the schedule of the rest of the class. And it seems strange to me, especially at my university where there are so many international students who are now attending classes from all over the world in different time zones. Mm-hmm. Like, it would make more sense to me if they would do more asynchronous stuff. But um, it seems they're only interested in doing 
fully synchronous stuff. Yeah. One of the dynamics that is very interesting to me in this version of doing classes is it's very based on like people's technology ability, but like there'll be one conversation that is happening, like the the primary Zoom video conversation. Uh, and then there is also like the chat conversation that is also happening, hmm. both of which are like, you know, it's not like, oh, there's unrelated discussion in in the chat or, you know, sneaky stuff going on. It's just like there are two streams <laughs> of conversation that are both happening. And that is interesting to yeah. me. Do you, uh, do you find that they your class uses that chat a lot? Like, yeah. Uh, huh. We do, we do because uh, <laughs> we're English majors and we have a lot to say. Huh, n- none of mine have ever really done that. It's all just been, you know, speaking vocally and then like occasionally someone will post something in, in chat, like if there's a link or something. Yeah, I think it may be because it's a little more like I am talking and the professor can immediately respond on, on the audio channel mm. and the chat. It's like it's, it is there, but it's like when you make a comment there, it's like, I want to say this, but I don't need to like stop the whole room to say this. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And I was pleasantly surprised with, um, I don't know if your classes also make use of the, the breakout room feature, Occasionally. but that's also not as bad as I was dreading to have to make conversation with uh, people in my class. Mostly because I don't have to memorize people's names now. In an in-person class, I don't know anyone's names all the time. So they throw us into groups and I don't know anybody. But now I feel like very powerful because I uh, always know their Zoom name. Yeah, as long as their their Zoom name accurately reflects their name. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have found during the course of, of the pandemic, the most application I've had for breakout rooms has been as part of trivia games where like I'll be on a trivia team, play it, play in a trivia game and like we'll go into the main session and they'll tell us the question and then we'll go into a breakout room and try to figure out the answer. <laughs> that kind of thing. But uh, it, it has occasionally happened in, in classes as well where like we have had to, you know, we've been given work to do in class and then sent it to or discussions to have in class and then sent into the breakout rooms to do small group discussions. That's fine. Yeah. I just don't want to have to do group group, uh, group projects. <laughs> yeah. This is maybe like a larger than just my class experience thing, but one thing that I think is hard to replicate, especially when I think about like my niece doing Zoom schooling, is that like it's hard to replicate. You know, you're in a classroom and your teacher is giving a lesson and then you can have like a little side conversation with students that is in a room where you know like no one's going to kill each other but the teacher doesn't hear every single thing you say to every single classmate all the Mm. time and forming those like uh spontaneous kind of connections to your classmates so that's a hard thing to replicate I think like the younger you go and the less like familiar with technology you go. So I'm just glad that there's some of that that's able to come through. Yeah, I was wondering, I mean, well, my my mother was asking me about this um, when I was sp- speaking with her recently is how um, how we think I would have done if I had been in you know elementary, middle or high school during this pandemic and I had had to deal with distance learning. And I'm really not sure. Like, I feel like 
it's hard for me to answer that question because when I was younger, there was less technology in general. Like there was less connective technology. Internet usage was something that I had to like sit down and use the phone line to do with a dial-up internet connection. And so I didn't have like always on internet. So I, I had a very different relationship to technology than I'm sure that young people have now. Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I think I probably would have been okay at it. I think I would have been all right. Because mostly, mostly I just want to be like left alone to do the thing. Mm. That's that's how I tend to to work best. So yeah. I don't know. How do you feel like you would do in elementary or middle school, situa- <laughs> like your elementary or middle school self or high school self would have done with distance learning? I don't know. It's so many variables. I, I feel like there were things I struggled with in later years of high school that I don't know if like I would have figured out sooner if I had been like thrown completely to be more independent. Mm. It is hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to think about because I'd probably be an entirely different person in that situation yeah. than I am now. Yeah. Oh, if I can also say, speaking of uh, older older internet technologies, um, for my mail carrier training, their modules that they wanted to use to show us videos about like safe driving were all flash based, I believe. Wow. Or whatever they were, whatever they were based was not like functional anymore so what they had to do is go one more back like they had made the flash based videos those don't work so they had to go to whatever they had last made which i don't know what the term i can describe the look of what these videos looked like but it was like kind of moving clip art uh little animated figures um and so that was that was how they instructed us for these like uh, we have to show you safety videos kind of thing. Um, and <laughs> they. So how old would you have reckoned this material was? <sighs> That's the thing. I don't know how old. To me, it felt very dated, but I don't know if that means like, I guess early, early 2000s or late 90s. Like that's how it felt, <laughs> which I guess would make it like 20 years old. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, their whole thing was... This is Traffic, The Final Frontier. Wow. And they made a little um, rocket ship with the U.S. Post Office logo on it as if you were um, a little rocket ship (laughs) delivering mail and there were many obstacles you could face. Sorry, (laughs) sorry, uh, U.S. Post Office, I'm going to call you out (laughs) on all your old training modules yeah these are trade Uh, secrets here share yeah yeah (laughs) now do you think this is like a u.s post office like a usps wide problem yes oh so yes i I think this is what like everybody watches in training not just like our session yeah i wonder if anyone at the usps was aware of the imminent demise of flash (laughs) or if they were just completely caught off guard yeah who's to say that's strange, and it's uh, it's disturbing. It's one of those it's one of those things where, like, back when we were first talking about um, Hive Swap, mm-hmm. you were talking about how it was frightening and disturbing to you that it could change out from under you, like that the game that you purchased might cease to exist mm-hmm. and be replaced by a slightly different version that had been updated without your intending to update it, and that is basically now standard for 
That's just how most software works now is that like it gets updated. Like you update your phone to the new operating system and things are different and you just lose access to to what you had before. Whereas like if you if you were an educator when I was a kid, like a lot of teachers that I had used the overhead projector. Did you ever have teachers who used that? Yes. Yes. That is something I'm familiar with. Uh, then my very rich school, uh, elementary school all got smart boards, but I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm familiar with overhead projectors. Yeah. I have no concept of like when that got phased out or if it's even, maybe it's still in use in some place. Well, probably yeah. not still in use if, if, um, well, with yeah. distance learning, but maybe prior to the pandemic it was, I honestly don't know because one of the things about like those overhead projectors is like a lot of a lot of teachers either would like write in dry erase marker on a transparent sheet that was on the overhead projector, which would then be projected in front of us, or they would use, you know, specially purchased overhead projector designed transparent sheets with like a map on it or or some other like thing that they wanted to put put on on display for us. And the the, the march of technology did not render those things inoperable. Like presuming you had an overhead projector and a light bulb that you could replace the light bulb inside of it with, you could still use one of those things today. Whereas I was just listening to a a podcast about like video game archival preservation uh, and how difficult that is because a lot of the technology or like the infrastructure to recapture old gameplay experiences just doesn't exist anymore. Like one of the hosts was talking about how much he liked the online game, The Matrix Online, which came out around the time that the latter Matrix movies were coming out. Hmm. And you just can't play that anymore because the servers no longer exist to do that. And things like um, in like the games industry, most of the people who are responsible for making it and selling those games are at least aware of that. Like they're aware of changes within the industry. But with something like education where people are just using the tools at their disposal to like do the best job they can do right now, they're not necessarily cognizant of the fact that like, oh, Flash is not forever. Yeah. I wish nothing is forever. I know. <laughs> I wish. Uh I, I don't know how familiar you are with um Revolutionary Girl Utena, but I have been watching that and one of their whole things is like, what is eternal? Can you find anything that is eternal and hold on to that? And maybe not, probably not. <laughs> but God, I wish <laughs> I wish my little floppy disk and little CD uh, computer games were more eternal than they are. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure no one repairs those if they break. No, they just, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure like you could get an old floppy drive and connect it to an adapter that connects to an adapter that connects to something your computer currently has. But like, will it even work? Who knows? And there you have it. I I don't know if (laughs) I still have any floppy drives. I might. We're back to entropy. Yeah, I think I might have one or two. Floppy disks, rather. I know I don't have a floppy drive. Yeah. Anyhow, I don't know how we get to that. <laughs> yeah, nothing lasts. Uh, nothing is eternal. I'm getting very tired of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> we are, I mean, we are approaching, like, at least for Social Distance Warriors, the podcast, we are um, soon approaching, like, our one-year anniversary, and... Depending on when you count things, we've approached or are approaching the, like, one-year anniversary of coronavirus existing. Yeah. So, yeah, it does feel like looking around, taking stock. (laughs) On the whole, I'd rather not have it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, after a year, I think we're we're ready to make that call. Have you been 
thinking about things differently because of the impending anniversary? No, to be honest, I've I've mostly thought about like did um my like pandemic song change from uh hmm. I think we uh we put those out in the world uh in one of our first couple episodes. I'm like, what would what would my pandemic song be now? And I am too hollow and empty to know. Yeah, I, I've been finding that I listen to a lot of music on Spotify and the Spotify recommendations, well, because they're algorithmically based on the music that you've been listening to, they seem to like lag behind my attitude about the pandemic. <laughs> I feel like a lot of the music it recommends is like, this is not the pandemic I'm having anymore. This is the pandemic I was having back in October of last year. You got to catch up with my mm-hmm. my current mood. Like I'm not I'm not feeling these depression jams anymore. I need... I need something higher energy. Yeah, I like this additional, like, there's the case number tracker, there's the number of, of uh, who is vaccinated population tracker, and there's the Spotify, uh, what music you're listening to uh, tracker. Put You got to put all that data out there. Yeah, because, like, early in the pandemic, I came up with, like, a Spotify playlist of, like, songs that I was, like, vibing to. And then a few months later, I realized that, like, it wasn't working for me anymore because things had changed. <laughs> so I had to create a new playlist. And now that one's not working anymore either. So I probably should create a, th- a third playlist because there are songs I keep wanting to come back to and they're not the songs that I was going back to at the time. But yeah, I feel like in general, because of the impending year anniversary, I feel like motivated to move beyond the way in which I've been feeling, like move beyond the rut in which I feel like I've been stuck for the past year. Mm-hmm. I want to get into new and different ruts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which you can do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think I need to like change my habits and like one of the things I've been thinking of recently is that I, I feel like I need to give video games a break because I've been spending a lot of time playing video games and I think I would be happier if I spent less time playing video games and more time reading and watching films and TV. Mm. So I feel like I need to put my Nintendo Switch in a closet and then close the closet door and then not let it out for a month or so. Yeah, it's interesting to have like emotions that I've had before that I'm not sure if it's like, is this like just a secular thing? Is this just a like January emotion? No, God, it's not January. It's February. Is no, this just yeah. like a February? <laughs> Am I still having January emotions in February? Um, is this, this just like a nearing the end of college emotion or like, is this emotion that is familiar, one that I've had before, because I'm going to go down that same like emotional path I've had before? Or is this just an emotion that I'm having? And it could go any number of ways. I There's no answer, I guess. But <laughs> that is something I've been thinking about. I think especially because I am both with my like sense of identity of like for a while I thought yeah I'm going to have a college degree and go do jobs that require a college degree and then I thought probably not and now I am both pursuing a job that does not require a college degree with a lot of other people who do not have college degrees but I'm also taking my last class to get that college degree that was very like important to me for and sense of self for a long mm. time in my life. So it's like a lot of things uh, to think about. It is a lot of things to think about. Yeah. I don't know if you can hear my dog. I can. From the backyard. <laughs> She's uh, found a squirrel. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you've been able to hear snowplows. No, I haven't. So I only hear your microphone setup is so I don't, I imagine you like in a void and it's only you and like 
a cup of soda. <laughs> and that is all I ever hear at any point. I guess that's good. Yeah. I always feel like it's coming through on the mic, like uh, whatever's happening outside. Often um, the sound of a train. There hasn't been a train in the time we've been recording, though, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trains don't run as frequently on Sundays, which is the day we're recording this. Super Bowl Sunday. Who do you think is going to win the big game? <laughs> and that train was Joe Biden. <laughs> Yeah, who do you think is going to win the big game? Yeah, um, it's a big game. Big winners for a big game. No small winners, only big ones. Can't win if you don't play. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we had, I think, one and a half action items. Okay, let me tell you what I wrote down <laughs> because it doesn't make sense to me. I wrote for last week's action item... Something with a fork. That's exactly correct. That was okay. that's the one I was regretting as half an action item, but there okay. was also another one. Uh, and also to do something nice for your face. Yeah. So, so I something with a fork, I believe I accomplished, but I kept throughout the week, I was like, that can't be all. That can't be it. That can't be right. There has to be more to this fork situation. There actually um, wasn't. It, it was <laughs> Something with a fork was the entirety of that action item. Yeah, it was a deceptively simple, no, it was an equally as simple as it appears action item. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but did you do a nice thing to your face? No. No? I thought you, because you had purchased masks, like, yeah. or something? Yeah, I did. Right? You're right. You're confirmed. <laughs> Calling me out. Yeah, I did have um, some nice, like, face facial face masks to put on my face, which I did not use, and instead went to seven or eight hour in-person classes where I had a fabric mask on my face Mm. the whole time and my human face was not happy about it. (laughs) So it goes. The one thing I did, I guess, that you could consider nice for my face, I mean, to the extent that scraping a very sharp blade across it could be considered a nice (laughs) thing to do to it, is that I I have been lazy about shaving and keeping my... (laughs) beard in order and so i um took some time to like to to groom groom the beard shave the parts of it that that look stupid and you know um shorten the parts of it that were getting a little bit too long and things like that um the mustache part of it which is not not very good um i I brought that under control so it's now just like a relatively thin layer and not just like two big blobs one under each nostril which is what it was Mm -hmm. That's good. That's a noble effort to our earlier conversation. You are you are bringing order back to your beard. You are holding back entropy on mm. the uh, facial hair on your face. Yeah, I was thinking for a while that I wanted to try and grow like a, a long beard, mm-hmm. like like a wizard beard. Basically. Yeah, that's very disordered. Yeah, maybe not that. Well, you know, a lot of wizards have like I don't know, like orderly long beards, not like. Not like crazy going out all like long silky beards. Like I'm thinking because, a, a because they have beard. magic to yeah. manage it. I don't. I don't have that. I would love to have a long silky Gandalf beard someday, but today is not that day, and perhaps not during the pandemic at all. Yeah. Do you have action items that you would like to propose for next week? I do have one action item, and it is to learn something about unions. Uh, you, you mean labor unions? Labor unions. Yeah, not just like... <laughs> the unity. Um, yeah, unity what's... itself, like <laughs> the concept of being united to something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> labor unions. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I have I have an action item as well. Okay. 
and it is to complete the New York Times crossword at least one day. And I'm going to recommend that if you've never done it before, do it on Monday because that's the easy one. Oh, see, that, that's like such a they, – <laughs> that they have an easy one but that you have to like be so in the know that – to know Monday is the easy one. That's a that's a pro tip. Well, it just it starts easy on Monday, and then gets harder throughout the week. It gets the goes to Tuesday is harder, Wednesday is harder than that, and then the hardest one is Saturday, and then on Sunday they kind of dial it back a bit where it's less hard but it's big. <laughs> so like the clues are less difficult. It's just there's more of them. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, I think I I always thought so. Yeah, the Monday ones are always straightforward, and I I, I was I was trying to do it the New York Times crossword puzzle every day. Uh, and if you do it on their website every day, it keeps track of if you've done it. And if you have a subscription to it, as I do, you can go back and do previous days you missed, but it doesn't it doesn't count towards your quote-unquote streak. You have to mm-hmm. actually complete it by the end of the day, the day that it is published, in order to get the streak. And I had a good, I want to say like 50-day streak going, um, but then I just missed one day. And so I lost my streak and it lost my I lost my motivation to do it. So I want to get back on board. But I can usually do a Monday crossword in about five minutes Whoa. because I've just done so many of them. And a lot of the clues they use are very um, – are like the same clues you've seen before. All right. Well, I'll see if I can try my hand at being a puzzler. Yeah, be a, be a puzzler. Well, then I think this may be it for Super Bowl Sunday social distance warriors. Yeah, I think I think it may be. So if you take note of all the Super Bowl predictions we made during this episode, of which there were, uh, yep, and compare those to the actual results, then a secret treasure map will be revealed. Yes. <laughs> so until that treasure map is ready to be revealed, I exhort you to stay distant. Uh, and please stay distant. And no, God. <laughs> <laughs> Go go the distance, yeah. But also stay the distance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's mix it up. 